So you got your big girl pants on after lunch, taking off your nice flamboyant <laughs> skirt <laughs> and put your big girl pants on. You mean like the pants that I wear that make me look like I'm a child? <laughs> well, yeah, and they're an elasticated waist. You know, I ate so I didn't think I ate that much, but there's a big shit brewing. <laughs> Gross. Hi, and welcome to Tits and Tea, a podcast all about friendships, where best mates Emily Chadbourne, that's me, and Rochelle Fisher sit down with a good cup of tea and talk about the wonder of female friendships. We touch on taboo topics that most of us avoid inside our friendships, and we speak candidly about how to navigate them with love, compassion, and of course, a lot of laughter. Grab yourself a cup of tea and enjoy. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <My name. laughs> Hello. Is it me you're looking, looking for? I can see it in your eyes. I literally don't know any more words than that. All I'm going to say is welcome to Tits and Tea, the karaoke episode. Can you imagine? How um, to lose your seven listeners. <laughs> <laughs> Emily and Rochelle, the sing-along. Now, okay, just... um. We won't sing, I no, promise. No more singing from us. How have you been, babe? I've been excellent. No, what How have you been up to? Oh, well, what haven't I been up to? Um, I am... Um, oh, sorry. I just asked you a question and then completely <laughs> went and interrupted you. I was like, I'd like the conversation to go in a different way. <laughs> well, I was just going to be like, how have you found like coming out of lockdown? Because like, we've been open for, what, three weeks, four weeks? Like, have you done cool stuff? Well, the first two weeks, I didn't do anything. Um... And it's a little bit different for me because obviously elective surgery is being cancelled. So it's like I now don't really have a job, but mm. it's great because I'm just kind of, oh, I can go to yoga. And But I've been doing my yoga teacher training for yin. Mm. So that's taking up a lot of space at the minute, but like good space. Yeah, no. Yeah, just enjoying the freedom of being able to do things even if I might not go and do them yeah, like nice. being on big bike rides and just being back in the yoga studio is a big one for me yeah I went yeah. to the cinema Ooh. Mm. oh yeah so on Instagram with your little matching pyjama sets on yeah with my mate Suze yeah I am um, cheating on me are you I had a soggy chock top a soggy chock chock I was chock top chock top chock top but it, the cone was soggy. Oh, gross. I was devastated. But you know when you're Did like... Did you go and ask for your money back? No, because I wasn't with you. <laughs> <laughs> but also... So it would have. I, I knew... Yeah, I knew you would have done. But like, I kind of figured like, you know, poor guys. They've just been obliterated by lockdowns. So the last thing they needed was this like small, white, <laughs> privileged British chick being like, excuse me, my mint chock top was soggy. <laughs> been in the freezer this whole time oh i would have loved that <laughs> i would have really my nine dollars back please <laughs> oh, please fuck off that. you bitch <laughs> that's why you're single <laughs> excuse me give me my top top wafer was soggy um no but apart from that, i went to see respect the aretha franklin oh is it good it was R E S P C T. Find out what it means to me. Okay, stop. We we said no more singing. We've got three minutes in. 
They say already showcased our best tunes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was really good. It was a pretty classic film of an iconic singer's life. Mm. So, I mean, she's a queen, isn't she? Yeah, it was. Was. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know anything about her life at all. So it was really interesting. Obviously, the score was brilliant. Jennifer Lawrence is just, what a powerhouse voice. Mm. The acting was great. Yeah, it was good. I would definitely recommend recommend going to see it. Okay. Yeah. I'll go, obviously, on my own. There was quite a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Just anyone out there. you went with another friend. (laughs) Anyone out there, I hate going to the cinema with people because I hate hearing other people eat oh it's my favorite just, bit of the cinema. it just ruins it that's why i would never go with you I would do you actually extra. invited me and i i didn't respond to the, <laughs> that oh, you just completely blanked it <laughs> don't come I'm to like, the cinema with me you're like why would you even ask that you know the answer well i didn't then i know now we've no, spoken then. before that i do not no, do I cinema don't. with people that eat you don't do the cinema with anyone as far as yeah. I can work out. I you love having so. dates on my own. Yeah, me too, but, you know. Hmm. You go with your mate, Susie. Suzanne. <laughs> Suzanne. All right. <laughs> Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> um, other than that, I've just been kicking about, really. But you took it to go back to the UK. Going to get a whoop, whoop. When are you that. going? I'm going on the 10th. Went December. through the whole journey of booking a business class ticket. It was quite. A, it was quite a, a like, monumental moment in your life. Yeah, you know when you're just like, right, okay, I'm stepping up, I'm doing it. Please tell them if you have a soggy chop chop. If chop. I was on a business class flight and they gave me a chop top with a soggy cone, I'd be demanding my money back. I don't know whether I can do business class again because I'm not drinking alcohol now, and I only did it to get. Shitloads of alcohol. I think because I'm not drinking alcohol now, I have to fly in business class because I can't get drunk in economy. Yeah, true. How do you survive economy unless you're drunk? <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, well, get business class trip. Well, I'm not going anywhere at the minute. I'm quite happy in Melbourne. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, that's just us waffling along. Um, oh, the other thing I've done is loads of shopping. Yeah, I noticed. <laughs> <laughs> because, get this right, that tea's going to fall off there in a minute. Um, I sounded exactly like my dad then. <laughs> yes, Roger. How passive aggressive can you Roger get? that. Um, I, because Ozpost is on its knees, bless, literally, bless Ozpost. Oh, makeup. Six <laughs> weeks. Oh, mate, seriously, I ordered something from ASOS at the beginning of October. It's now almost halfway through November. It arrived. Is it ASOS or ASOS? ASOS. I don't know. A- ASOS. ASOS. <laughs> ASOS, I always say. Okay. ASOS. Mm-hmm. What do you call it? ASOS. <laughs> I feel like I'm right. <laughs> but that's standard. Wow. Um, anyway, so Ospos on its knees. Ospos on its knees. Ordered, ordered from ASOS. You don't like have to keep saying it. They're not sponsoring us. <laughs> for a month. Well, they won't be after they hear this story about how I'm going to kick them to the curb. Uh, it's not their fault. That's the thing. It's not their fault. It's Ospos' fault mm. for being shit. But my ASOS order took four, took four weeks to go. Oh, my God. What just happened to me then? I had a stroke. Took four weeks to get to me. And then when I opened the package, 
they'd sent me a UK size seven shoe instead of an Australian size seven shoe. Yeah, your voice noted me that story and you heard my reply. I Stop being a white little privileged brat going, I've got big ropeable. shoes. <laughs> and here's the thing, so I did voice note you, but I also told three of my of my other <laughs> friends. And all of them gave me sympathy. Every single oh. one of them were like, oh, babe, that's really frustrating. Or, oh, babe, I can't believe that's happened to you. And you were like, stop being a white privileged bitch. <laughs> Get on with it. You've got 50 <laughs> pairs of shoes. Yeah, I was, I was brutal with you. Oh, well. But I, I stand by that truth. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, but it is frustrating. It's, we've waited a really long time for that parcel. And now I could have just bloody walked out of my house and gone into an actual shop and bought them and then had them in that moment. That's like the time thing. I ordered two bridesmaid dresses and then we had to go and get one from Chadston and the two bridesmaid dresses came while I was at the wedding. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> Today you and I are going to have, and we have not, right, because we should probably pre-frame this. So you and I have not had this conversation in real life. No, <gasps> I'm a little bit nervous. So this is real and raw and... I guess the other thing that the listeners need to know is that you have got yourself a new boyfriend. He's like a man friend. He's a he's a man. He's a man. Not a boy. He's a man. Um, but yes, boyfriend, man friend. Early stages, obviously, beca- mm. but because of time as opposed to anything else. Yeah. Um, and it's really exciting, and it's absolutely awesome, and I am so happy for you and so thrilled for you. But Thanks. what the but. conversation? <laughs> but, yeah, but. but the conversation that you and I are going to have right now is the conversation that I think lots of people avoid because it's really awkward. Yeah. And I think when you ag- when you avoid these hard conversations, you do yourself and your friend a disservice mm-hmm. and you miss an opportunity to get even closer because the easier thing to do would be to skirt around it and to try and make up for it or pretend like it's not even happening. And I've seen that happen between us over the last couple of weeks where it's like we've just not addressed the massive fat fucking elephant in the room, which is that immediately our relationship is going to change. Yes. And there is no getting around that. And so what I think most people do, and this is my own personal experience, and I've seen us try and do this, <laughs> and I would like us to move towards it in this conversation, what most people do is pretend like it's not going to change their relationship or it's not going to mm. change their friendship. But it is. And I think if if you don't address it and talk about it openly and lovingly and kindly, then potentially it can really do detrimental things to your friendships. And then tits and tea will be no longer. And then it'll just be a tit and a tea sitting on separate sofas. <laughs> we don't want that. No. Not for the seven listeners. <laughs> Not for seven <laughs> listeners. What would they do every fortnight? So... Um, yeah, so we haven't had this conversation yet, but we're going to have it now. Yeah, okay. Go for your life, Chad Bond. Um, so, obviously, it's like a very odd, weird paradox that you're thrown into when someone that you love and care for and want really great things for so, 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 so much gets what she wants and it's everything that she's wanted and two things simultaneously then happen is you just have this like huge almost like relief for you this like overwhelming joy mm. for you and then simultaneously this massive wave of grief for yourself oh, darling 
and it happens on that grief element happens on like kind of lots of different levels there's one where it's like oh like I'm I'm gonna see less of my mate like it's gonna be different like as your relationship with Alex Mm -hmm. progresses he will naturally of course and this is the way it should be Mm. He will become the most important person in your life. He'll be the person that you pick up the phone to when you get really good news. You'll still pick up the phone to me, but I won't be the first person. And that is the natural order of things, and there's nothing wrong with that. But there is a grief attached around that. Mm -hmm. And also then there's that second bit when you're two single friends together, when you're like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) When is he coming from the ashram? Yeah. Yours found his way to you. What, what's wrong with me? And it's not what's wrong with me because I know there's nothing wrong with me, but it does, it's just that like feeling of like, oh, fuck. Yeah. Not that I'm not happy for you. It's just that I'm not happy for me. Does that make sense? And so it's such a weird feeling to hold because there's such <laughs> opposing feelings to have. Like, I wouldn't want this, I wouldn't not want this I for know. you. But it sucks that it's not happened for me. And it also sucks that it's going to change my relationship with you. And nothing can be done about those things. Time will absolutely help with kind of the grief and you kind of recalibrate to a new level of normality and our friendship will change and that Mm. will be fine and then it will become normal that our friendship is different. But while that's happening, it's just, it's a lot to contain and I think one of the things I've had to really like breathe through is like it's okay that I have these two opposing feelings and you would always say that in your coach that and you've said it to me with other things you can be sat in grief and still laugh at the same time Mm. yeah in the words of Emily Chadbourne (laughs) I'm trying to make (laughs) a laugh because she's crying (laughs) So it is, it's that feeling of like, yeah, wouldn't have it any other way for you. I know. But we're and t- you were the one that told me to block the other person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we did I mean, so yeah. much like chatting about like, yeah. you know, the moment that you push out that energy of somebody who's not seeing your worth, you open up the energy in the space for someone else to come in. And it was literally like you closed the door and the other door opened. It was, we were laying in my bed mm. and we were wondering what the blockage was. Yeah, and I sort of said abandonment, and I had a really I couldn't even say it because I was like crying. Mm. And I think I said it. You said it. I actually think because we were talking about like what is blocking what is what is our what are our own energetic blocks that are blocking our partners coming to us? And I said I know mine's got a lot to do with work. work. Yeah, and you said I wonder what mine is, and we were just lying looking at each other, and I just went um, abandonment, and then you just started laughing because it's so obvious to me because yeah you know, the people who love you the most in your life have both gone and fucking died on you. Well, all three of them. All three of them, oh yeah, and then of course. Yeah. So like, you know, naturally there's there's yeah. that feeling of abandonment for you. And, and so as soon as I accepted that, yeah, the following day... The following day, the you following blocked day. old fuck knuckles number. Fuck knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> Whose name will never be spoken again. From here on in, we'll just refer to him as the twat wallet. <laughs> I'm just joking on my team. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I mean And then it came in it came in for you and it was and it's so fucking awesome. Thank you. 
And so there's that. So I think then, like, to bring this back down to, like, friendships yes. is, like, so it changes two things in terms of our friendship. Like, so it changes our day-to-day stuff, yeah. which is fine. Like, I've definitely seen less of you in the last two weeks. But, like, yeah. <laughs> you want to be falling in love with this guy. Of course you want to be out and seeing him. Like, why would you be like, I really, really want to see this guy. I think it's a thing. But actually, I'm going to go and hang out with Emily. Like, of course. But also, sorry to jump in. Yeah, no, no. Pre-lockdown, you do love going out for dinner with all your friends. Yeah, I see. I've got lots of different groups of and friends. And you do that yeah. where I don't really do that. <laughs> I kind of yeah. shuffle in my house. I'll go to the yoga studio. Shuffle in my house. So I think simultaneously, yes, you. I've been aware that it's not been locked down in, oh, Emily will be going out with 50 different people having lunch every day. Um, so it's Yes, I would absolutely agree. Yeah. And... Not that I'm defending myself here or making excuses. But here's the thing, you've got nothing to defend. And I I think that's when it gets really uncomfortable (laughs) in friendships. Like You feel like you've got to defend or justify yourself, but you don't. Mm. Like, of course, like, and and I think this is the conversation piece that friends don't have with each other, which is like, you personally are not causing me pain. No, I know. But the grief is just something that I have to accept and move through and that is part of being a human and you can't rescue me from that and you trying to rescue me from that almost feels worse yeah does that make sense so and I think this is what probably happens in a lot of friendships and I can reflect on past friendships when it's happened with me it's just that thing of like oh let's just pretend nothing's different (laughs) it's like but it is it is and of course no one wants to think that they're responsible for their mate feeling sad Mm especially when they're like feeling so amazing and falling in love and everything's bright like that's you know but it's not you know I'm I'm not I don't feel betrayed by you but equally I do miss my time with you yeah it was really nice to have lunch today eh? (laughs) like uh, yeah Alex is like what you're doing today I'm like I'm going for lunch with Emily (laughs) and we're dressing up and on that note it was like it was really I was really excited to see you today yeah. not that <laughs> normally not but normally you know I just rock up in my trackies and we sit here and we maybe have a cup of tea and a quick chat and Sometimes then I we leave even talk to each other mm. we don't even talk to each other where today I feel like we've had more quality time together totally yeah yeah and we've gone out for lunch I paid <laughs> 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 yeah, she couldn't find her card though because it was right at the bottom of her bag. <laughs> oh! We still need to do those. Oh yeah, the sound things. The sound things. So yeah, so day to day stuff naturally changes, and I think you know that needs to be acknowledged as opposed to like glossed over. And then there's like just some of the bigger life stuff as well. And of course, your individual like happiness and your own plans for life have got to be your own they can't Mm. be dependent on somebody else especially not somebody that you're not in a romantic relationship with but we're still going to the nursing home together we're still going to the nursing home together (laughs) i've already booked us in mate um (laughs) excellent got us both them yeah beautiful gorgeous garden view rooms um but yeah so i think like like other bigger life stuff kind of changes and I know it's always done in jest with you and I that like you know we'll move away together or Mm. you know neither of us is going to have children and we've always said both of us have always said that we're not going to have kids as as far as we know right now because like who you can't make declarations and then expect yourself to stay the same 
But, you know, you did say that you would maybe consider having children. And that is, fuck, I mean, my God. <laughs> if, like, how amazing. Then I definitely don't have to have one because I just borrow yours. Like, you borrow Theodore, right? Like, uh, that, and again, it's like understanding and having the self-awareness to know what your own triggers are. Mm. Like, of course you should be able to go and have a fucking baby. Just because you and I did a podcast about not having children doesn't mean you can't have a baby. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, It's okay, I'll get fat and you can laugh at me. I will be. You'll be one of those people that has like a tiny little bowling ball baby though. You know? You won't be one of those people that gets like fat ears. Calm down, we're only just started dating. But anyway, so you know what I mean. Like, yes. yeah. It's just like the world shifts its axis just a tiny little bit. And again, that is nothing is permanent right that's yeah. the ultimate spiritual concept <laughs> nothing, nothing is permanent, permanent. Yeah. you are allowed to change your mind you're allowed to move away you're allowed to go and move to america with him you're allowed to have 15 children with him none of that is anything but glorious as far as i'm concerned but it's also like i'm like okay oh <laughs> <Bye>. darling <laughs> it just it you know that's it's just another layer of that like our lives are gonna change change and they're gonna go off in their different directions and there's nothing wrong with that but you know when like you're not necessarily in control of that direction mm. change and it's it's like the ultimate gift of surrender i guess is the way yeah. i'm choosing to look at it which is like you know what universe every now and then you like to remind me that i am not in, in control. charge yeah like i have very little control over what happens around me and whilst I'm a huge obviously I'm a huge believer in manifestation it's what <laughs> I teach my clients and it's what you and I do very well mm. and so I know that how much power I can wield but actually in the grand scheme of things I've got no control over over my life and it's like okay then I have I've had to really come back to this like Emily, what makes you happy? Because it can't be what other people are doing or not doing that makes you happy. Yeah. It cannot be dependent on what other people are doing or not doing. And again, I think to bring it back to us, it's like that's really important for us to be able to have that conversation. And if you don't have that level of, I'm going to use the word insightfulness, and that's not because I think I'm really insightful and everyone else is not. Like, well, I, you're not the Dalai Lama. I'm not the Dalai Lama <laughs> yet. Um, but, you know, I think that could build as resentment because mm. I could project onto you. You've changed, haven't you, since you got together with that guy. You said you weren't going to have kids and like, and that's not at all what I'm thinking, but mm. I can see how a different version of me who was not self-reflective, self who could not sit with these spiritual concepts and who was not willing mm. to do the, the internal work on herself, I can completely see how that yeah. could be projected back onto you as resentment through mm. like feeling a bit scared and fearful about the fact that the world around her is changing and she's not the one who's in control of it so again I just think that's a really important conversation to have absolutely with the people that you love because the moment I say it to you the moment I speak it out loud it immediately loses its power like even now mm. I'm feeling lighter even now even saying that to you yeah. has made me feel like oh god that's got that shit out of the way now we can just go back to having fun as opposed to tiptoeing around this oh God, am I offending you? Am I resentful of her? Is she, I need to be really careful about what yeah. I say about Alex around Emily. Like, no. I know, and I am very aware at the minute, not just with you, but my other really close friends, that I want to still be me. I don't want to get lost in someone else's identity. Does that make mm, sense? Makes total sense. 
I, I want to, so I'm still trying to stick to my little routines. And the other day I went to yoga and my teacher actually said, because I always go on a Sunday afternoon with Nick. Um, yes, Nick, you get another shout out in the podcast. Nick. He loves his shout outs in the podcast. Nick, we love you, Nick. You're the best, Nick. Um, Nick, can you believe Rochelle's got a boyfriend? <laughs> what a selfish cow. <laughs> <laughs> and the yoga teacher actually said to me, Jyoti, she's like, oh, I wasn't expecting to see you today. I thought you'd be in your love bubble. Mm. And I said, I just need to keep my feet on the ground. Yeah. Because probably past relationships I've done that. So I'm very aware of yeah. like still trying to stick to routines with friends, but know that it's not going to be as, I mean, we did live in each other's pockets. Yeah, And totally. I do feel sad that I've broken up with you. Yeah. I still love you. I still love you too. You're my favourite still. Oh. I still give you a voice note in the morning. We do still voice note in each other in the morning. <laughs> and um, Alex does refer to you as Emmy. Oh, he can stay. I love that. He can that. stay. That's and cute. I have told him that you'll probably jump in bed with me at some point. So yeah, yeah, he's, yeah. he's well aware that we're one person. Yeah, good. But here's the thing. like, In a weird way, hearing that doesn't help me. Because... It's fantastical. It's not real. It is to call both of us out on the fact that we both went along with that lovely little narrative. <laughs> it's just not real. It's us trying to make each other better by papering over what is the grief of it. It is shifting. It is changing. And he's the one you're going to be lying in bed with. Not that you and I, <laughs> uh, that sounds so different and weird, but you know what yeah. I mean? And, like, and that is the way that it should be. And of course, a boyfriend can't ever replace your girlfriends because no. it's sisterhood it's different no one could replace you and you don't not one person is going to fulfill all of your needs right so of course you're still going to need all your friends and all that kind of stuff so you know I, kn I know it's not and I think because it's not like a big because it's not such a big huge shift right people don't talk about it but it's that small tiny shift that is actually really impactful and and then I have had to sit with all of the other stuff that it triggers because it doesn't ever just trigger one thing does it because all of our triggers and all of our wounds and all of our childhood shit and all of our limiting beliefs and all of our mm. fears about ourselves they're all so webbed and interconnected and so you know all of my shit came up then about like being left out and being the last one and like that's all the stuff that I've been fucking carrying around my whole life from my childhood is that because you're the youngest youngest of all the siblings and just some shit that went on in mm. petty secondary school and yeah I've just always carried around this fear of like everyone else finishing the race before me oh, darling. That, and the irony is obviously then I've kind of weirdly manifested that <laughs> in lots of ways because that's how <laughs> belief systems work but you know like all of that stuff then gets triggered and I think because those feelings don't feel like kind feelings they don't feel like graceful feelings they don't feel like nice feelings and you don't want to be seen as being this weird green-eyed jealous monster who's like my friend's with a boyfriend is making me feel gross it's triggering all this shit in me and so you tend to retreat back into yourself and again it's the silence that actually makes the whole situation worse it's you know being able to sit on the sofa with you and be like it's triggered all this stuff in me and again that's not your fault like you can't live your life not wanting to trigger me mm. this is all stuff that's come up for me so that I can heal yeah. it so I can love it so that I can get better at living with it so that I can transcend as much of it as I possibly can so that I can continue to be 
a better and better version of myself. So, you know, in some way, you've kind of got to be grateful for it. And life is always going to be full of these kinds of triggers. So again, there's nothing wrong with it, but I think it needs to be spoken about. I yep. think it can't be it can't be shrouded in silence and shame because it's the silence that makes everything much more kind of like worse. Well, that goes back to the conversation a few weeks ago, doesn't it? When I pulled you up saying, <laughs> your silence is worse than totally. you ha- not having... Your silence your, is worse than your opinion. Is the disapproval that I yeah. can't handle. <laughs> yeah, like yeah. just fucking just rip it out, Chadbourne. Yeah. Um, yeah. But go you on knowing your triggers. Yeah, thank you. And sitting with them and being a I'm going to say responsible adult yeah. <laughs> um, of saying these are my triggers, not mm. yours. They're not yours. They're mine. Um, mm. I have to take full ownership yeah. and responsibility for them. Yeah. And. Again, when it's somebody who you really love and you're really close to who is firing off those triggers inside you, it can be really easy to blame them or to think that they're responsible for it. But they're not. You're not not. responsible for the way that I feel. You're not responsible for the fact that I've, you know, got the FOMO and, like, the worst FOMO of (laughs) anyone ever. Like, that's that's my stuff. And I have to be... I have to discern between that and our friendship. Mm. And I think <coughs> I think a lot of the time that probably st- like gets in the way of female friendships when a guy comes on the scene yeah. or when a partner comes on the scene it doesn't need to be a guy obviously but I think people shy away from those conversations because they do feel gross and they are really vulnerable. It's vulnerable to sit in front of you and say I'm really sad that you've got a boyfriend <laughs> but I'm equally delighted for I you. I know you're delighted um, and, I know, and I'm sad too that yeah. I. Know, don't get to hang out with you all the time, but like you said, nothing, everything is temporary. Everything is temporary. I said that the other night in a yoga class, and everyone came out of it going, oh, I just loved it when you said nothing is permanent. Mm. It's like, but it's not. Mm. Seasons just yeah. drop yourself into nature. But I, I love how vulnerable you've been about this. Thank you. Well, I love you, and so I, I think it's worth too. being vulnerable. And guess what? He can be my bridesmaid. You <laughs> know it. I've already, got, I've already bought my dress. <gasps> what, your wedding dress? <laughs> I'm here! <laughs> I thought the oh, thing was I wedding. I the thing was weddings. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that'll go down in history. I do think the other thing that's really important to remember I really hope he's not listening to this and I'm going, you know. We're having babies, we're getting married. In the next episode of Tits and Tea, Rochelle is single again. (laughs) (laughs) Don't manifest that. Take that back. Take it back. Take it back. But I also think it's worth just like touching on this. Because everything is temporary and because everything is transient, you must allow and give space for your friendship yes to change because for people that don't the friendship has to end it's like saying our friendship either has to be like this Rochelle like I have to be the most important person in your life you have to see me every single day Mm. or we can't be friends anymore and that's like not the way that the world works like our friendship is going to go into a completely new space and it might not seem acute to an outside human being but it will probably feel quite acute Mm. to us for a while yeah and then it gets to be something different and whatever it's going to be next I trust both of us that it's going to be wonderful and I know that 
you would much rather see me happy like I am now 100%. than five weeks ago when I was distraught. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and something that came up for me, not ju- not with you, but obviously you know how I love to bake for all my friends, and so I've made some. I've made my zucchini brownies the other day for Alex obviously I wanted to show my um, baking skills and she bakes and she bakes <laughs> she cooks she bakes she's a yoga teacher bendy <laughs> bendy <laughs> she's got her own business I mean you know tick 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 <laughs> and there's, I suppose that goes back to look at me look at how amazing I am pick me pick me <laughs> Um, I'd like a trophy too, Daddy. <laughs> I've not called him Daddy yet. <laughs> he is French, so he just says, Would you Papa. like to see my baguette? <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> oh, God, I really, really <laughs> hope he's not. <laughs> <laughs> Listening to this. I just snotted out my nose. Oh, God, that's too much. But too I much. Made <laughs> 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 so you made your zucchini brownies. <laughs> so I made the zucchini brownies. <sighs> and other men in my life, friend, friend men, friend men, <laughs> friend men, <laughs> friend men, um, so Nick and, Mar- Nick and Ryan, mm. they said on separate occasions, like, where are my brownies? And I was like, fucking hell, chill, guys. But it is that, like, I'm so used to giving. Yes. And now I'm <laughs> showcasing myself to someone else. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, wow, people are, people are getting the FOMO at the minute because yeah. Alex is getting all the love. Yeah. But as, oh. it, as it should be... <laughs> As it should be, my love. But yeah. there is an, a natural, yeah, a natural but grief. And when it, yeah. whenever and they, the boys were griefing yeah, their yeah. food, <laughs> she's not big for me anymore. <laughs> I'm in grief. Mm, that's funny. Good old boys. Um, but yeah, I think you know, that, like, it will settle, and it, like yeah. I said, it will become the next version of our friendship, and that mm. will be. Equally as delightful you as babysitting this babysitting for me. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm planning my wedding. <laughs> totally. And all of those things. I'm coming to France with us. Do you love France? France? I do love France. Mm. So, you know, th- all of those things are are to be celebrated. Yeah. But with every new beginning, like, there is the death of the old way. And wherever there is death, there is grief. Oh, darling. But I love you very much. I love you I'm so much. so happy for you happy for me too and now I'm going to channel my energy to find the person yeah where I mean, the you fuck literally is he I don't know come mine, on mine mate. popped up on my yoga mat yeah I don't Do know, know. I, I've, I've definitely got some stuff to clear up about work and yeah I, th- I think I have I think I have a a, a feeling like I would be so distracted by him that maybe I wouldn't show up in my work the same way. But you would. Yeah, no, I don't even know where that's come from. I don't even have evidence of that. Yeah, you need to you need yeah. to get rid of that. Yeah. I've been very I've really tried to keep my feet on the floor and keep keep kept quite keeping quite ground. <laughs> One of them. One of One them. One of the variations of that word, yeah. Um 
Yeah. Yeah. Even though I'm in my little love bubble, I'm still doing yoga every day. Yeah. And just trying to be like, keep my identity yeah, a little bit so important. while I'm integrating to someone else's at the same time. Yeah. But yeah. Where Where is he? Come on, Margaret. Come on, Jane. Yeah, surely our dead mothers can get together and make something happen. I think mine was quite cute that my mum did it between her birthday and her anniversary. Aww. I do think my mum sent him down to my yoga mat. <laughs> Good old Jane. Good old Jane. All right, well, we trust that that has been useful for everybody and anybody who cared to listen. If you have loved it, please share it with your friends. Because if seven people share it with seven people then that's 14 people and if those 14 people show it with 14 people that's 28 okay people. you don't have to show off your mask i don't know anymore after and that. guess what mm. people are now listening in america and canada so we're now global the global podcast the thank global you to podcast. our american and canadian friends you and can follow English us friends. on um instagram instagram the, uh, tits and tea the podcast yeah make sure it's tits and tea the podcast just a on a funny note before we leave emily set up the instagram um, when I went to search tits and tea, there's these two women in America that do a podcast topless. <laughs> They're not us. <laughs> They're not us. <laughs> They're not us. But you should go and have a look at their. It's, it's, it's hilarious. A very hilarious account to <laughs> bondage. follow. We now follow them. <laughs> we basically just talk about bondage on a podcast yeah. with their tits out. Oh, with nipple tassels with nipple, on. Yeah, nipple tassels. Oh, I, might, I might consider a tassel. Um, Thank you for being vulnerable. Thank you for opening up and having this conversation so it makes our friendship less awkward. <laughs> I'm not the articulate one. I'm the funny one, okay? Um, I love you. I love you so much. Yay. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. As always, we'd love to hear your feedback. We just ask that you make it kind. If you have topics you'd like us to cover, questions you'd like to ask or just fancy getting in touch please head to the show notes if you're listening on itunes please rate and review and as always share us with your mates thanks for listening